Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. I'm your host, Robin, and with me are... Ashley Garza and... Stephanie Smith. All right. And my last name is Burge. And we're all (laughs) familiar with each other. Here we go. Uh, we're taking a little break from our comics coverage to bring you a special episode of the iZombie podcast today. We're here to give a breakdown of the news that came out of the Television Critics Association press tour, uh, specifically the iZombie panel with executive producers Rob Thomas, Diane Ruggiero-Wright, and the stars of iZombie, Rose McIver, Raul Coley, Malcolm Goodwin, Robert Buckley, and David Anders. It was a very, very exciting day on Twitter for me just to get uh, 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 Sunday. So, <laughs> yeah, it was an early uh, panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was early for uh, Pasadena, but here in Vermont, it was you know I had I had, it was like a nice noontime panel to be hovering over Twitter waiting for announcements. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, let's just get it out of the way. We have a premiere date, guys. Yes, we do. <laughs> Who wants to say it? You want to say it? <laughs> you say it. Me? Okay. Yeah, you. Tuesday, March 17th at 9, 8 Central, following the network's highly successful rookie series, The Flash. Hell yeah. iZombie. And it's funny, like, if, if you check uh, the iZombie podcast Twitter feed, at iZombie podcast, I hope everybody follows, um... I was making predictions uh, hours before, and I was like, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like it if iZombie followed Flash. But, I mean, the rumors were that it might end up on Thursdays after the Vampire Diaries. But, and, Which uh, wouldn't be too bad, because that's pretty good, too. That's pretty successful. Yeah, so. a lot of, I mean, all the Shonda on uh, Thursday nights, it's a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's the truth. Yeah, that is true. I mean, we'll just be uh, competing with uh, another DVMPE podcast, uh, Fans of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, <laughs> for ours so uh, we'll see what happens um, we will yeah I mean the CW uh, it was like Christmas time they renewed every single series <laughs> they did I remember um, one of our podcasters posted it on our page that um, yeah. everything on CW was renewed when I read that I was like so wait mm-hmm. what does that mean for us <laughs> we don't know I mean every CW show has been renewed except for what's going to be premiering uh, this winter which is iZombie and the messengers so, and I do believe DVMPE.com will have a Messengers podcast as well. Um, so check that out. They're going to be on Friday nights. Um, Supernatural used to be on Tuesdays following The Flash, but um, they're moving back where they were before on Wednesday nights following Arrow. They've um, been on a long time, so. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be going into their 11th season uh, next year. Well, so that's a good sign, see? <laughs> they did okay in this time slot, so we can do okay, too. I'm being optimistic, hey. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, another thing I was commenting on Twitter, I was like, well, now the 100 fans can stop throwing shade at us because uh, all, all I've been hearing leading up to all this, all these announcements is like, 
you know, if I can't believe that iZombie show, that iZombie show so- sounds terrible. That uh, we just want the 100 to be renewed. Well, guess what? We got both. <laughs> we got 100 renewed, and we got uh, we got iZombie. So let's just all get along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's just all be friends now <laughs> and sing Kumbaya. Yeah, and you know, geez. But if at the end of the year mm-hmm. their show goes off, like at the end of in May, you know, and ours stays, then we're going to have more problems. Yeah, I mean, only because it's going to be why did that get renewed? And this, you know, it's going to be that. Well, I mean, the season finale of the hundred is uh, the week before. Um, oh, and they already got renewed. Yes, yeah, so and they already got renewed. So, yeah. I mean, maybe next year we'll be starting around the same time. Hopefully, if I Zombie gets renewed for season two, cross your fingers. <laughs> so it won't be season one point like the second part of season one. It'll just be a season two then for I Zombie, even Ooh. though it's starting late. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, we're, okay. we're going to do the Buffy thing. I think it's going to be the shortened first season and then hopefully next year we'll get a full season. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. It's so hopefully. funny too, because you know, after Sunday, it's like nobody, n- nobody knew what the heck I zombie was except for people like actually paying attention to entertainment news or, uh, Rob Thomas or any of the things that he was putting out. Um, nobody knew about it. Sunday I zombie was, uh, trending on Twitter. <laughs> Well, good. At least it's out there then, so people yeah. will know to watch it. We got a we got a premiere date, and we got a promo. Um, so uh, why don't we, before we get into all the news, let's break down that promo because I'm telling you, I played it like 25 times in the last 24 hours. I guess one once an hour, and uh, you know, twice in the first hour. I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, first thoughts from you guys. Uh, wh- what did you think? I like her look. I like how they make her look. Yeah. She's super cute, I think. Yeah, I like that. She's like, so like people can tell she's different because there's one, there's a scene where she's like, I don't know if she's in the grocery store or whatever, or mm-hmm. she's um, shopping. And that lady looks at her kind of like, yeah, it's a little, a little weird, but like nobody knows what it is about her that's weird. She looks I a little think that's pale. Really neat. Yeah, she looks <laughs> a little pale, but like nobody thinks, I mean, of course, nobody thinks, oh, she's probably a zombie or a vampire. Like nobody thinks, you know, anything like that. Right. Until she's eating guts or whatever out of a bowl, but that's fine. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's totally okay. What did you think, Steph? Well, okay, I have to say something negative. And it Not may to- It may totally work in the show, but the millennial speak, <laughs> the ish... And the, you know. Oh, that's not millennial speak. That is Whedon speak right there. Uh, is it? Ish. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that's coming straight from, you know, straight from okay. Whedon inspired stuff. <laughs> that sounds like Buffy talk to me, which it got yeah. me excited. Yeah, I want to keep an open mind. But uh, what I do like is, okay, yes, her look. Mm. I think it's bold. To, that she's not glamorous looking mm-hmm. at all. Um, no. <laughs> because on television, everybody's glamorous, especially on, on the, the CW. CW. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on the CW, it, girls, like it looks like they got out of bed looking perfect with eye makeup and perfect lipstick. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Most of the CW shows, but this one. She's, a little bit more realistic. She's still gorgeous, but she does have like black rings around her eyes and she's just like kind of dressed down in like a hoodie and stuff. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, I like that she looks more like she's, somebody. She's not like wearing designer clothes like, uh, you know, some people on Arrow might or whatever. Um, yeah, I like the effect of how she uh, remembers how the memories come back to her. Yes. 
right, let, let, let's let's just get into it. Okay, so okay. so the, the beginning of the promo, and uh, you know, if you're listening, feel free to fast forward if you think I'm getting way too nerdy. But I just wanted to break this promo down because I'm excited. Um, so we have Liv uh, shopping in a supermarket. She buys bronzer and a copy of Night of the Living Dead on DVD. <laughs> That's all she buys. <laughs> the cashier is just looking a little like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And Liv is giving her like a stare down. <laughs> and the narration says, my name is Liv. I used to be passionate, inspired, alive. <laughs> now I'm mostly hungry and a zombie. So there's that. <laughs> and the best part is for people like me and you guys that have just been waiting and waiting and waiting for a premiere date, for a promo, for anything... This song fires up in the background, and the words to the song is, It's finally here! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's how we feel. Exactly. Finally! Finally! After Um, months and months of talking about it and having no idea. Yeah. I mean, mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, we did see um, a look like a, a trailer like this. Uh, months ago on some crappy website and the, and the quality of the preview was terrible. Um, so I, we saw some of this, but I didn't feel really comfortable talking about it because it wasn't like publicly released. But now that it's finally here, we can go through Oh, it. so it was like leaked footage? I think so. I think it was like a leaked promo from when maybe they were thinking about premiering it in the fall. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, before they had to do, to, to do recasting for the pilot. And uh, reshoot some of that. Um, so we we go next to our uh, our morgue set, and uh, Liv is pulling a cadaver out, and she's sawing a skull open. She uh, weighs the brain, and then is seen eating brain chunks in her noodles. Oh God, that was my thing. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I I could have done pretty okay without that. So, okay, great. You gotta get a lot of that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get a lot of that. I'm gonna have to make sure I'm not eating while I watch the show. Now I know, though. See, I can't eat while I watch it. <laughs> I don't know. It looked looked it looked pretty good. <laughs> the noodles look fine. It's the the brain chunks. The big, I'm not too big sure. thick noodles. Mm. Um, and she says, as a day job, this one is pretty grim until I got a taste of something more. And then we see, uh, our friend, uh, Dr. Ravi, who says, why the hot sauce? Is that a zombie thing? Yeah. And I really liked his delivery. Like, you know, you don't know if he's going to be, you know, stoic right. or whatever, but he's like delightful. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's so energetic. Yeah. And it, as it turns out, you know, Dr. Ravi is examining her eyes and stuff. And um, you hear Liv say to him, I've been ter- terrified about somebody finding out for, about me for months and you're acting like it's the measles. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, the, the promo kind of speeds up a little bit. Liv driving at night, Dr. Ravi looking serious, uh, Liv um, taking a bite. And uh, then we see um, how we're going to see her visions which is like uh, the camera just goes right into her eye, right into her optic nerve. And, and you we, see like a flash of her brain or something. Yeah. Or a brain. Yeah, a flash of a brain. I don't know if a, a brain, yeah. Um, hers? Maybe hers. And it's really cool. I mean, we get to, we get to see uh, kind of like a shadowy POV shot from the victim's point of view. And this like all of a sudden you see a guy in a black ski mask looking around and this person's uh, hiding um, so Liv explains when I eat a brain, I get visions, flashes of dreams or memories. And, um, we see that it gives her nightmares as well. 
And then then we meet uh, Detective Clive, Detective Clive Babineau, um, and he calls Dr. Ravi Dr. Death. Dr. Death. <laughs> and uh, he asks if he uh, ID'd as Jane Doe. And uh, yeah, that vision, the, we get another like vision. Um, and this POV, it's interesting. It's... Um, it's uh, cops putting cuffs on this person that you're seeing the point of view of and the, this pharmacist looking on sneering. It's really a quick shot, but what's interesting to me about it is the colors. I mean, they're all like yellowish. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, yellowish color. Let me see if I notice. Yeah. It's really quick. I'm sitting here watching this thing frame by frame, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back in and do that now, too. Hold on. Let me go <laughs> in here and just so I can see where... Liv uh, uh, says uh, sh- she was arrested in 2008, and Clive says, how did you know that? And Ravi says, Liv is a psychic. And to Steph's chagrin, Liv adds, ish. <laughs> um, ag- again, with the colors, um, we get uh, Liv next, uh, her investigating like this warehouse, and it's all bathed in green. I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah, uh, that looked gorgeous. Yeah. Now, there is a, I'm noticing a lot of color in here. Yeah, different yeah. colors. Green. Um, wow. We see Liv licking a bloody knife. <laughs> and uh, she says, I can't refuse to be dead. Um, and I can't tell the people I love what's going on with me, but I can choose to help find justice. And, uh, we, and all- we see flashes of, like, you know, a love interest. Major. Possibly. Yeah. Robert so that's going to be a conflict. There we go. Yeah, I saw that just now. The yellow. Everything yeah. The yellow in that vision. Okay. Isn't that weird? That know. is really creepy. Um, cool, but creepy. It, I mean, it looks like a pharmacist. It looks like this person is being arrested in a pharmacy. So maybe the colors are coming from this person being on drugs. Maybe I don't know. We get a glimpse of uh, Liv kind of regressing. Uh, we, she's all red-eyed and veiny. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's from is that like when they don't get enough of. Whatever they need, yeah. it happens. Yeah, when she yeah. So, yeah, they don't get enough blood or enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, or like, mm, I'm I'm hungry, <laughs> kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, or like they can start to die, or you know, I don't know. She's dead already, but you know what I mean. We get some action shots next with the this car coming down an alleyway. It's this like POV is between somebody's legs, so somebody's standing in the alleyway, facing down the car, maybe live. A quick flash of uh, Dr. Ravi being attacked. He's like rolling on the ground. He's all dirty. Um, Live at a Halloween party. Clive approaching a door with a gun. And then um, Clive and Liv on a pier having what I call a bad boys moment. <laughs> a bad boys moment. That's good. You know, bad the, boys, yeah. you know the moment where the, I mean, it's, it's a Michael Bay thing. It's like, you know, they're standing there like the, the villains have gotten away or, or quote unquote. The hero sh- shot. Shit's gotten real. Basically, <laughs> shit got real. Yep. And the camera like spins around them as they're standing there, you know, like oh crap, you know. And then we see uh, live in action. She's on the roof of a car. The driver firing through the roof with his gun, and she, it looks like she either. Pu- I, I'm not sure if she punches through a sunroof or she actually punches through the roof of the car. Um, but then she grabs the steering wheel and the car crashes and she goes flying into the woods. I think um, it was just just the um, roof of the car. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if she's that strong to punch through the roof of the car, or th- it was just a sunroof, you know? Yeah how how strong is she? Yeah, 
What can she survive? What can, yeah, what are her capabilities? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like other zombies where she can't die unless she gets shot in the head, you know, like on Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Well, and that's the thing. It's like they've got to have Liv heal from some of this stuff or something because if she's constantly decomposing because of being a zombie, like being thrown off the hood of a car <laughs> into should, the woods. should be a pretty intense situation for her, yeah. Yeah, she should be cut all up. And maybe the cuts aren't bleeding, but, you know, skin's got to be broken. But then also there needs to be stakes, mm-hmm. you know, that she can't, she can't be just immortal. She, mm-hmm. she has to, there has to be uh, ways that she's put in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the show to be interesting enough, yeah, she's going to have yeah. to be like put in, in danger and. Like how, can, how far, how far can she push this? It. Are the brains magical enough to not only give her visions, but to restore her uh, physically? I don't know. Uh-huh. They obviously yeah. And there's some scenes, too, where it looks like her eyes are, like, bleeding in some scenes. You, did you see that, too? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're like, it looks like she's going to start bleeding from the eyes. Yes. Um, yeah, and as she's coming out of the woods, that effect is happening. Her eyes yeah. are all red and then returning to normal as Clive comes up and says, I saw you got shot. And he says, he missed. I played dead. And then I guess I chased his car. Seriously, how did you solve crime before me? <laughs> that was pretty cute. Yeah, I like that. That is so Veronica Mars right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get uh, another little montage. And we, we see Mr. Uh, Blaine DeBeers for the first time rocking it on a rooftop pat- penthouse patio with a mixed drink. And he's got some chick in a swimsuit behind him. <laughs> Um, we have Liv kissing Major, uh, Liv stepping in front of a car. I don't know if she's stopping it. Blaine shooting somebody. But uh, here's the, uh, the big thing at the end is, uh, Liv is in the morgue and we see Blaine sitting up on the table behind her and he's, and she says, I thought I was the only one. Blaine says to like three seconds ago, so did I. Doom, doom, doom. And, uh, yeah, when we see him at the pool, is that when he was human, or is that him passing as human? Mm, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and the last couple things we see is a quick clip of Liv. It looks like she just like totally kicked somebody across the room. <laughs> and then we have our traditional CW promo shots where it's, uh, you know, our actors in costume, but looking kind of badass, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You see those on every CW show. Everyone, yeah. even when it was, even it was when it was still whatchamacallit, call it um, before it was CW and it was just the WB. Is that what it was? Yeah. Same thing. I all uh, had that. Some of my favorite ones were like Supernatural, where it's like uh, obviously it's a, it's not a real hotel, but it's a hotel room set. Like Sam's laying down and Dean's at the window looking through the blinds, and it's like you just hear the director screaming, "Look badass! Look more badass! <laughs> <laughs> Look really badass! Yeah, that's even that's better. That's better." All right, now let's do an even more badass shot. <laughs> but again, after waiting all this time, I'm liking seeing our heroes looking badass. I'm really looking forward to this show after that promo. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right. So the news that came out of the TCA uh, press tour, um, I have a lot to tell you guys. <laughs> okay. We are going to lay All right. Let's first off, um, talking about the design of uh, Liv. Um, Rose said that the makeup process is about an hour and a half. Um, she gets her wig. Her skin is completely airbrushed with uh, 
white translucent makeup. That is so cool. I just I just love to like be airbrushed with her made up by whoever makes her up because she looks so cool. Yeah. And- so Ashley, do you, have you had experience with airbrush makeup? I have. I have. I Ooh. try to do it myself, but it's not easy. But my friend has it, so she does it. So it's easier to do somebody else than to do it on yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She, she apparently says that, you know, uh, please give me pants and long sleeves in my costumes as much as possible because otherwise we've got to make sure every bit of skin is covered. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I bet she's going to be wearing that hoodie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried a few looks on Liv before they settled on this one. Uh, one of them included uh, her wearing a very long 80s rock star wig, <laughs> like a long <laughs> white wig. <laughs> um, and uh, Rob Thomas uh, got some questions about like, well, OK, so she's got this look, but what does she do to fit in? I mean, why doesn't she try, you know, dyeing her hair to a regular color or spray tanning or something like that? And uh, Rob Thomas, uh, executive producer, admits that, yes, this is a bit of an illogical thing you're going to have to look over. Um, but it looks great on the CW posters <laughs> in the train stations. Um, and um, he does he did he did give away that in the show. One of the characters suggests she tries tanning and Liv replies, oh, like I'm some self-hating zombie. And Rob says that Liv is out and proud. Out and proud. It's awesome. <laughs> but I bet she's she, not closeted. Yeah. But I bet she at least tries. I mean, in that promo, we see her buying bronzer. So. Yeah. And um, she can't tell everybody. Right. Yeah, I mean, it depends, I guess, on the situation. Because, like, if you're, especially if you're trying to get, I don't know what her employment situation is, but you're trying to get a job. It's like, hey, well, <laughs> oh, she's I'm got dead. that morgue job. Well, there's, because yeah, it sounds like, like that the doctor found out by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't think that was on purpose or that they, she already knew him or no? No. I don't think that no. So. No, that's not the way the promo suggested it to me. I don't and know. And she's trying to keep it from the detective. Yeah. Well, because that would be really where the detective would be like, okay, yeah, what's really the, what's really going on here? Like, no, the, <laughs> nobody's going to believe that. He's going to be like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, this next part I have, it's under story points. Um, first off, uh, one of the questions is like, Basically, is this at all like the comic we've been reading? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, Rob says that uh, – I call him Rob because, you know, we're like buds. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you would – he seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, he says, we didn't hew terribly closely to the source material. In the iZombie comic book, there's a whole monster universe with were terriers and ghosts. We wanted to stay strictly zombie, and we only have zombies in the show. We really needed a story engine. We wanted to do a case of the week show. In the comic book, the character is a grave digger, and that's how she gets her brains. By making her a medical examiner working in the morgue, it gave us our case of the week. So there's that. But there is a Mike Allred drawn intro to the show. Oh. Which uh, I've heard nothing but rave reviews about. And also, to make it even more comic booky, um, Allred has drawn um, comic book panel um, act breaks. So, as we're going to like commercial, it's going to probably like frame up like a comic book, <laughs> and maybe put a little thought bubble or something. I don't know, but uh, that's going to take us in and out of act breaks, almost like a like a nineteen sixty six Batman kind of thing. That'd be kind of neat, though. Yeah. 
And Rob Thomas said um, when they were shooting it, they weren't looking for – they weren't thinking about this, uh, like doing it that way. But in the editing room, it all of a sudden, they just thought of the idea and it worked really well. Um, Veronica Mars fans might think that uh, because this is a Rob Thomas show and uh, our hero is talking in voiceover – um, that it's going to be a lot like Veronica Mars, uh, but he, he insists that the characters are very different. Um, Rob says the, uh, that Veronica is hardened. I always wanted us to, at our best in those voiceovers, strive for a very Raymond Chandler-esque, hard-boiled, cynical worldview. Liv in iZombie is more naturally a softer character. Part of her journey is return to sweetness and light and find things in life that are worth going on living for. Um, when we're using voiceover for both, I think their attitudes are pretty different. It sounds like it's kind of the opposite, where mm-hmm. <clears throat> Veronica was a young, naive, sweet girl, and the events that she went through made her cynical and hardened. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Liv is trying uh, to fight the uh, the zombie in her and trying mm-hmm. to maintain her humanity and be uh, more human than she. She doesn't was. seem that cynical. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. seem like she's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. she's jumping around. Um, he, Rob says, "When I write Veronica, I think of a porcupine. I think her spare animal is a porcupine, and I think Liv is very sensitive. Everything sort of affects her." And um, he says, uh, Liv's spirit animal um, is actually uh, Kristen Bell's favorite animal, a sloth. Aww. <laughs> That's cool. Um, the next point I have is about retaining memories, uh, the, that function of the show. Um, in earlier podcasts, I was talking about how this sounded like uh, Dollhouse or True Calling, um, but... It's funny, as they were talking, or as, a, as I was reading the quotes, rather, um, it's sounding a lot like uh, another cult favorite, Orphan Black. Um, not in the story, but as what Rose McIver is asked to do on a weekly basis. Um, Be different characters. Yeah, yeah. When she eats a brain, she retains the victim's memories uh, and inherits some of their traits. Which is kind of scary. Not the inheriting traits. Well, possibly. But the seeing the visions kind of, yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, but this is what they're talking about. Like, inheriting the traits means Liv's going to be uh, practically a new person every week. Um, I mean, she's going to be Liv, but she's going to be like Liv as a, I don't know, martial artist or Romanian or a, uh, a, a shoplifter or... <laughs> But at least uh, she won't be boring. See, she will never be boring. Right. Yeah, that'll um, be great. But she can show her dynamics off. She can be. Uh, it it will challenge her. Yeah. Every week to be a different character. She will stretch. Yeah, the writers' room spent a long time developing how far to take that. Rose says, "I've been able to try my hand in all different characters and all different genres. It just feels like you're working on a bunch of different shows. We feel like every day we go to work is a new experience." Um, she says, the downside is learning a new skill each week from doing Kung Fu to speaking fluent Romanian, depending on whose brains she ingests. Um, I've never been more terrified of receiving scripts in my life. I get text messages from them like, can you do a cartwheel? <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, God. <laughs> and like, why? No. <laughs> and it's not like she's going to like just obtain all the, like. 
hold on to all this stuff uh, forever. As soon as she eats a it's new brain, temporary. yeah. As soon as she eats a new brain, the old skills disappear. So she eats a new brain. She is not a martial artist anymore. Or speaks Romanian, whatever. It just goes away. That's crazy, though, because like you said, what if she eats the brain of a shoplifter, a serial killer or something? You know, she's going to go around killing people? Who knows? I can, I can see it getting dark. I don't know. Um, another thing is um, the uh, zombies are something unlike, unlike many other um, zombie uh, movies and TV shows. Um, zombies are actually in the pop culture in the iZombie universe. Whereas in Walking Dead, they're just like they're walkers. They're it's the apocalypse in that, yeah. Yeah, they're they're whatever. They don't call them zombies because it's like they, there's no such thing. There's it's not in any of their movies or TV shows. And or, everybody calls them something different. There's no set yeah. word for them. Yeah. In the in the preview, you see Liv actually buying Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> um, so they said that it Liv actually. Um, can study up on what being a zombie is all about <laughs> on the show. But I, you know, it's obviously it's going to be a bit different than what's, you know, the normal knuckle dragging zombie is or whatever. Um, producer Diane Rogerio Wright says it was something we really enjoyed about the show. It's so prevalent in pop culture that we're having fun that she's doing that for research. If I became a zombie, that's what I do. I'd watch the walking dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do too. But and I'm sure that would be terrifying for her to watch mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead because she would see what she could become. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about before, like these zombies, they regress and um, they're given they're given the name Romeros because George Romero is in the pop culture. He's famous for these slow walking zombies, so you know they're called Romeros. Mm. Um. So they talked to some of the actors, including Rose. Um, they talked to Raul Coley. Um, he says that um, Dr. Ravi learns about Liv's secret in the first episode and is excited by it, thinks she's a medical anomaly. And um, he's going to be working towards finding a cure for Liv and basically giving Liv uh, a glimmer of hope. Oh, so that'll kind of be what the plot will center around if he finds a cure. And yeah, like that's ever going to happen, but still. <laughs> Probably not, actually. <laughs> maybe in the last episode. Maybe um, not. I mean, you never know. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Um, he says, when I was given this, I think one of the notes is that he kind of had this Scotty behavior on the Enterprise. He's highly caffeinated and he has no off switch and no filter. So I was looking at these monologues that I have. I like that. And he's rattling him off as fast as possible. And he's a very, very colorful character. He was a joy to play, honestly. And it's fun to play somebody who can say anything and get away with it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Major, played by Robert Buckley, um, said, he said, Robert Buckley said, um, he's looking for a reason why his soulmate doesn't want to be with him. And it, his character is not just going to be that. Um, he's not going to be just a boyfriend pining. Um He's going to be around, even not, even if he's not with Liv, he's going to have his own little storylines. He's a social worker, and uh, he's going to find his way through the wild world of zombies through some of the kids he watches over. So he's going to be experiencing things getting weirder and weirder around him. So uh, Malcolm Goodwin talked about Clive, um, thinks Liv is a psychic, and uh, he said one of his... Uh, uh, favorite moments in the series is uh, the parts where Mal- uh, where Clive thinks Liv's food looks delicious. 
not having any idea what she's eating. Yeah, he has no idea what it is. See, if I didn't know either, mm-hmm. like if I didn't know that's what she was supposed to be eating, I would think because I just watched it again. Yeah, um, is that like tofu trailer, or something? I actually would be like, yeah, yeah, that looks kind of good. Is that like chicken? Like I would not <laughs> – yeah. if I didn't know what she was eating, I would think it looked good too. Um, and finally, um, they talk to uh, David Anders, plays Blaine De Beers, and they say his character is going to be a mystery. And uh, he's oh. – He's, quote, just a zombie crime boss trying to find his way in the world. <laughs> I'm sure he will. So he is the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Anders was drawn to iZombie so he could play dark and funny, not just dark. And uh, he says, they tell me to chew more scenery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And really, he is good at that. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I, I just finished uh, rewatching Alias Season 1, and uh, he's in there. Young, young I was David say, Anders. Oh my gosh, he must have been a baby. <laughs> yeah, and, that was years ago. That was the same network, wasn't it? No, uh, no, that was ABC. It was ABC. Okay. Um, and he uh, he played a character named Julian Sark, and they're you know the the writers are such fans of Alias that um, they have one of Blaine's um, cohorts. They named him Julian. Ah. And he's played by Alex Ponovic. Um, and, uh, yeah, some really uh, <laughs> eyebrow-raising stuff came out towards the end. Um, the undead do have sex. Blaine, in fact, has a lot. <laughs> so that's an interesting concept. So we're going to have uh, uh, some sexy times on this show. <laughs> um, and they say... Of course we are. <laughs> though, <laughs> though such pleasure comes with a price... Um, Diane Rogeria writes shared that zombieism might be sexually transmitted. <gasps> yeah, but can zombies reproduce was my thing. I mean, zombieism can be sexually transmitted, but can they reproduce? That's season three, I'm sure. <laughs> That's season three. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, and this what is, STD did you get? Oh, zombieism. I mean, that's one of the things that keeps Liv away from Major is that she's worried that he's going to be infected with whatever she has. Um, And they say how to solve that problem. In episode five, Liv will get a gentleman caller who's also a zombie. And they say libido is not a problem for Liv. (laughs) So she has a zombie with benefits. Maybe, or or you know, somebody enters the scene that um, I don't know. I'm if I, I I'm not basing this on anything, but if I had to take a guess, this might be where uh, Bradley James comes in, right? So Rob Thomas says that uh, yeah, these are zombies you'd want to date. Uh, we were calling the show Zilfs for a while. <laughs> Zilfs, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Um, and uh, Diane uh, Rogerio writes said um, the CW wanted to do something different a show with attractive people (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. that's like every show on the CW yeah you know exactly so they're having fun with this they're really having they're having a good time and uh, I don't know I'm I'm just glad to keep watching so I'm really looking forward to the show was it the Disney Channel girl Mm. Oh, um, uh, Ali Machaka? Yeah, when does she come in? 
I think she's in the first episode. If they had to reshoot the pilot because that character got mm-hmm. recast, I'm thinking she'll be in the first episode. Okay. Um, she's going to be recurring, I believe. Okay, so she's not like permanent, but she's recurring. Okay. Yeah, I think when they first started out, they were going to keep her as a permanent part of the show, but I, I'm pretty sure she's recurring. I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> now, is she Liv's friend? Yeah, her best friend. Like Major, has no idea what happened to Liv, why all of a sudden this very uh, driven uh, student all of a sudden just dropped off the face of the earth, um, broke up with her fiancé, and is working in a morgue. So, <laughs> It's so hard to keep the show and the comics separate and to remember what <laughs> what. Yeah, it's like so that with different. shows and books, too. <laughs> well, they, this is so different. The comic is nothing like this. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they're doing their own spin, you know. Oh, so they're not adapting it really at all, then? Not really. Yeah. It's no. it's like when is, I mean, the character has a completely different name. She's got kind of the same look. Um, we have some of the, some of the, um, uh, different concepts uh, from it uh, with uh, her inheriting these you know, powers or whatever from the people that she's eating the brains of memories, the the traits. But there's not going to be any weird terriers or ghosts or anything like that. Well, so. and to tell you the truth, I mean, the comic is okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm so glad that it's the show is going to be the way it is. It looks so much better. It's more like a show. Mm-hmm. Than the comic book is. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not sure how um, how they'd be able to pull that off on TV. Um, yeah, it, it, I'd like to see it in in another. You know, I, I mean, I really like the comic. Well, and, they might. I mean, it, you know, right now it doesn't seem like they are, but they might start yeah. bringing some stuff in. Like, if there's a season two or three or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I guess love it. They'd probably be able to, but some I think that they probably would. I imagine just to mm-hmm. kind of keep that similarity. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's refreshing to me. I really love the comic book, and I'm glad we're covering it before the show starts to just kind of see where it comes from. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm a fan of The Walking Dead, and whenever they stray away from the storyline, <laughs> I get so irritated. I'm like, why? Why would they do that? It's, it's, it works so much better in the comics with this storyline and this character, whatever, um, where, you know, this, you know, quote-unquote adaptation is completely different, and I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but mean, easier to enjoy then for the comic book readers because it's like, yeah. well, they're not. Expe- if you go in right away knowing it's not going to be like the comic, you won't expect it to later on. You won't yeah. go through all the seasons expecting that. And if you're really tied to the comic book and you don't want to, you know, you, you, you're really upset that it, it's gone in this direction, I'd say just at least give it one shot. You know, see see if you like it or not. Don't even think of it as iZombie. Think of it as this new show on the CW that's by um, the awesome Rob Thomas and with a, a cast of really cool people. So, yeah, the cast I really do like the cast. I'm really, yeah. really excited about that. I think they're going to all be really good together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Um, anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we get out of here? Um, no, I mean I'm excited. I'm excited that um, we have a release date finally. Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's March 17th, so it'll be on Tuesdays. Um, we, um, as a podcast, we decided that, um, unfortunately, because of schedules, at least my schedule, can't really record till Thursday nights. So I would expect our podcast to be out on Fridays. Um, so uh, 
wait around for that. We do have one more comic book, uh, comic bites um, episode to come out uh, probably the beginning of February. It's going to be on iZombie Trade Paperback number four called Repossession, and that'll be issues 19 through 28. Um, staff will be here. Claire will be here to talk about that. And then we'll, unless some other huge news comes out, um, but, I mean, this is all I really wanted, a premiere date and a trailer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll probably just, uh, we'll, we'll wait till March to talk to you guys again. Um, so, yeah. But definitely check out the comic book and listen to our um, earlier podcasts about that. And uh, I, my voice might not be uh, completely shot on those. <laughs> well, I'm getting started reading now because that comic is long. It's only 28 issues. This It goes by really quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Steph's like, okay. <laughs> Steph's you insist, reading. okay. I mean, it's really it goes by fast that it does. We're, we're usually TV and movie podcasters. We're not really good on them readings. And yeah. <laughs> Me, I, I start reading yeah. something and then like, I'm actually reading it, but I'm thinking about something else as I'm reading, but I'm like, wait, I just missed half of what I read. <laughs> All right. That's um, my problem. Did you want to plug anything, Ashley, before you take off? That is it, actually. No, I'll be back. I won't be for the comic, uh, the next comic thing, but I will be back uh, in, in March. March. So I'll talk to you guys then. And, uh, of course, uh, I think uh, February 8th, The Walking Dead comes back. It does. Oh, we'll yeah. be doing that um, again. I'll be back on that. Walking and Dead that's podcast exciting. at com. I'm helping you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steph? Uh, what do you want me to talk about? Potential cast. Oh, Tell tell the listeners all about potential cast. <laughs> it's uh, we we finished uh, season six finally. We're starting season seven of Buffy. Yay! So uh, yeah, intro cast all about Buffy and yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you doing any other podcasting? No. Huh? No. <laughs> wasn't a true okay. question. I wasn't sure if there was anything else you had going no. on. And I am back on the Elementary podcast, um, which is has started up again. So check that out also with the DVM Podcast Empire. Thank you for listening to the Season 1 episode of the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste. <laughs>